selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real-time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston. He is the Pyramid, Red Florence. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. Much you can pay. And his partner, Fela Tappender Stevenson. From Mexico City to Beef Community Centre, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is Rob Florence and joined as ever by the main man, Grado. There he is. All right, troops. We said that. And the main man, John McAnally. He Hello. is producer Hiya. John. That's your gimmick name, isn't it? Producer John, yeah. Is, is my John Six, they're calling you on the internet. John Six? Because oh, like... you get six different personas. <laughs> you get producer John, you get George Bowie John, you've got um, wrestler John, yeah, um, you've got Mark's presenter John, you get Falkirk Daft presenter John, yeah, yeah, DJ John, DJ John, with DJ John, yeah, yeah. You've DJ's your eyebrows off, haven't you? I've, I've, yeah, I've DJ'd all over the place, mate. DJ'd all over the place. Many a club, many a pub across Glasgow and Edinburgh. Glasgow in the West. Playing the tunes. Bro. Do you have your own shit and all that? Do you have your own, like, CDs and that? Aye, aye, aye. Or your own computer, I mean, your laptop? It's now more of a laptop thing, you know. The days of, like, hauling bags of CDs and all that around are gone now. You just turn up with somewhere with your laptop, oh. your wee mixer, you plug in and away you go, spinning I mean, the tunes. Anytime, Rab, I don't know about you, but you've, we've been booked to the DJ nights and nightclubs. It's a matter of just picking what you want on Spotify, isn't it? 
Well, there's more to it than that, I would say, John. What do you say? If you're doing it properly, John, there's more to oh, it if you're doing that, it you know? proper, If you're doing it properly, Grado, if you're, like, mixing in that, and, you know... Ah, that's freezing. You just turn it, you just turn it down. You've got two iPads. You turn one down near it's coming to the end of the song. You make sure you've got the other iPad up and ready to turn that up, and then it goes in. That's what about the of... BPMs? What about, mate? What about... Um, it's per minute. Fuck yeah. that. Who cares? Just play a song. Just play the fucking track. What's that, Fagin? Play the fucking track. Is that one, Biscuit? Play the fucking track. Oh, no, my man. Little biscuit star, John Otto, take it to the Matthews Bridge. Did you sleep, Lump Biscuit? Have you watched, by the way, Gredo, before I answer that, no, nice the answer is, no, the answer is, but there's a documentary on Netflix called Trainwreck. Have you seen it? It's Woodstock, no. Woodstock 99. Aye, aye. I've sort of, I saw the HBO one first. That was better. The Sky one. They done one a couple months before it. Oh, was, there, was there another one that was better than the Netflix one? Aye, aye. I would say that the HBO one's better. Oh, actually, wait a minute. Maybe, well, I don't know. Maybe it was the HBO one I saw. I, I think I saw it on Sky, actually. Anyway. Limp Biscuit were good. I quite like Limp Biscuit. I was at college with a guy who was, so I went to Cardonald College, right? Right. Did the HND TV and film production, right? <clears throat> and I was doing, um, I was doing my college course, and there was this guy in the college course with me. This is when I was about, I don't know what age, I would have been about 22 or something like that. And there was a guy doing the college course with me. And he says to me one day, we were in the we were in the, the dark room developing forties, right? This is how long ago this was. Oh my god. We we're in the dark room developing forties and he turned around to me and went He says, um I uh has got my mate's got a dark room. I was like, Your mate's got a dark room, I I says, I um Fred Dust. What? I says, What? I says, My mate Fred Dust, he's got a dark room. <laughs> and I, <laughs> and genuinely I went Fuck's sake, I thought you meant fucking Fred Dust at a limp biscuit there, and they was like, a day, a day mean Fred Dust at a limp biscuit. I was like, fuck off, mate. She's almost, Fred Dust's one of my best mates. I was like, fuck off. Right, so anyway, developed 40s, not right? So then it was like a couple of months later, right? And it was one of the kind of long, it was like October week or something. It was like, the college was shut for like a week or something anyway. Um, and then we all came in, and then he came up to me, and he went like that. I'll show you something. That's right, what is it? And it shows me this photo, right? And it was him, right? Standing beside a lassie with a bikini on, right? A guy with a full Boba Fett costume on. <laughs> and Fred Durst. <laughs> you see, is this in Fred Durst's house? There was a party in Fred Durst's house. And sure enough, he, he is fucking mates with Fred Durst. And Fred Durst get like, when the Boba Fett suit that the guy was wearing in it was Fred Durst's Boba Fett suit. That he let his mate because he's got all the fucking suits, stormtrooper suits, and Boba Fett suits on it. What the fuck? Wow! Just a guy I was at college with. There you go. Uh, how did you get delve deeper? How did he meet Fred? Does how did they become friends? Apparently, when he only did. Apparently, he'd, he'd been in New York or something. He'd been either in New York or LA or one of the places, right? And he'd went. He only done some kind of sound engineering thing. So he'd he'd like worked in studios earlier doing sound stuff. Um. But knew he was back over here, but he was still he made he was mates with Fred Dust before like Fred Dust get kind of big and all that. That's um, amazing. And, he, and then he was retraining into like Mertelli stuff and all that. So that's know. that's incredible. And he started the conversation, he just dropped in while you're in the dark room. Oh, my mate, uh, Fred Dust, he's got a dark room. Aye. Aye. That kind of me of like Ross Owen being pals with Ricky Gervais. It's like one of the pure random friendships where you're like, what? Aye. You know what I mean? The guy Fairdry. Aye. I mean, he has muckered up with him. No. Sure he got fucking... 
I remember when he told me, he says, I've got Ricky Gervais doing this for you and doing that for you. And I was like, aye, aye, sure you have. Nice, man. I remember he was coming up with videos of kidding on he was Derek for him and all that. I'm like, they must be pretty tight if he's willing to put on his Derek costume in his house and getting his missus to film it for Ross Owen. Ross Owen's a great guy, by the way. Never met him. No, he's a good guy. I, 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 I think I have met him. I think I have met him once. He's, he, he's, he's always asking me to do these football, charity football. Aye. Uh, aye. Mm, Pedro, who's your most famous pal? The Chris Jericho, right? No, it's probably well the one I probably have told you this when Billy Corgan said, Look, next time I'm in Glasgow, we'll do a song together. <laughs> and I was like, Really? Brilliant. So he done an acoustic set at St. Luke's and mm-hmm. I thought he's in there. Yeah, because you were meant to go to it and then you were ill. I was fucking ill. But I turned up at the door and I went, look, and guy, guy was like, hey, what are you doing here? And I was like, I'm mates with Billy Corgan. Uh, he wants me to sing the night with him. Acoustic set, Tom Jones. He wants me to do Tom Jones. It's not unusual. And he went, all right, two minutes, I'll go and find out. And he went to the back. Then about 10 minutes later, at 10 minutes, I'm talking to folk and I'm telling folk, going, what are you here for? And I'm like, I'm going to be singing with Billy Corgan tonight. I'm going to be singing with Billy Corgan tonight. And he came back and he went, I doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I was like, well, tell him I'm getting him. And I just went to him, jumped to the corner and him. That's got to be a rib, though. That has got to be a total rib. That he's got you come on the to St. Luke's. And, and he actually specifically says, well, you sing Tom Jones. It's I swear not to God, him. I can find the email where, where he's saying Tom Jones. Would you say is Billy that... Corgan is more famous than Chris Jericho? I would. Oh, no, I don't know, mate. Do you know what? It's a funny one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Jericho's coming to Glasgow soon. I saw that, I saw that, I saw that. Who else are your pals with, dude? I'm trying to think in the telly game. Your pals with. Say that again. I'm trying to think who else well known Scottish people that you're pally with. Chelsea Um, Pope. Bible John. (laughs) Peter Tobin. You're pally with Peter Tobin. I have to Sh- say, Grado, you were totally Shout popping. out to the Tobins, by the way. He's passed away, isn't he? So shout out to the Tobins. Jesus. I know. Shout out to Grado because he was popping me on um, Saturday night when he was just messaging in a wrestling daft chat TNA names for serial killers. <laughs> you, well, he did have a TNA, TNA name anyway when he was Pat McLaughlin, wasn't he? When he was under another guy's. <laughs> what was the other kind of. Right, let's get to it. <laughs> Let's get to it, because this is wrestling daft, so we're deep diving this week. I mean, John's gave us a the fucking um, thing, mate, even though we're meant to be doing a deep dive. It was so Grado. popular the last time in this week in wrestling, I thought I would put it back in there. So I've got, I've tightened up the notes just so it's the, you know, the big hits, the big headlines. Well, let's see, before we do a deep dive, let's see what the punters have been getting in touch with us about, right? We'll get that out of the way. First of all, Karate Warrior 2 has pointed us in the direction of a new way for Gradle to use his bum bag. He says it's time to crack out the bum bag and borrow some sick moves for this everything everywhere all at once. Right, oh, right, here, here we go, here we go. Bum bag. Right, so he... Right, audio so okay, he's took some lip balm out of his bum bag. He's rolling up his lip balm. That's Captain from um, Star Trek Discovery, that is. Apparently this is really good. Jamie Lee Curtis, isn't it? It's up for all sorts of awards. Everything right, he's everything. eating a lip balm. And he's chewing it, it's gum. I've always right. wanted to eat lipstick. It's gum, I think. Oh, 
Okay, sir. That's enough. Fucking good, isn't it? Using his bum bag like you know what? That's quite good actually. I would quite feel like to do that. Use your bum bag like a ninja's weapon. Hold it up like something heavy, you know. Wow, this has gave me such an idea for something. See? Good aye. aye, I like this. Can I worry of two fights for this, mate? There you go. It's a good That's bit. great. There you go. Right, so for rap. anybody that was listening, it was just a guy hitting people with a bum bag. Do you know right, who the so, guy was though? Do you know who the guy was? Short round. Short round Indiana from Jones. Indiana Jones. That blew my mind. Never saw it. It blew your mind that an actor was an, an actor that done acting in a film, done acting in another film. No, but I've not seen Short Round about. I mean, he obviously had this Hades with the Goonies and then obviously Indiana Jones. And then he just kind of disappeared. And now he's back in this uh, thing that's going to win all sorts of awards. Right, so... Right, Ryan flags up a tweet for NME and wonders if WWE are trying to set up an angle with the headline Logan Paul has accused Bad Bunny of benefiting for the same Puerto Rico tax breaks that he criticises in his recent documentary. Is there a bit of, a bit of bad blood between Logan Paul and Bad Bunny? Seems that way. Who fucking cares, man? I can't uh, believe I'm fucking talking about Logan Paul and Bad Bunny. But do you know think you're if you're Bad Bunny, but you're probably because he's he has a right mark in he? he's got all the replica belts and all that shit, hasn't he? And he's probably seen Logan Paul being really good at wrestling, going, I'm raging, man. Stealing his thunder. He's better than me at this. This is annoying. What's he doing? That's annoying. Think they'll do Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny at some point. Hmm. Hope not. Yeah, what did you stuff for your dinner tonight? Um I had I didn't really have anything because I was kinda making everybody else I've not really sorted myself out yet. I don't know. Do you have pasta? Fucks. Do you have it hot or cold? Eh, uh, hot. Nah, warm fish is fucking weird. Warm tuna's weird. It's a bit, isn't it? But it's all right. It works quite well on a tomato sauce. I can't believe. Gads, that's not for me. Tuna no. pasta needs to be called with mayonnaise and sweet nah. corn and onions. Wait and a minute, that. hold on. Tuna pasta with tomato sauce. Wait, that's wait, barking, so man. It was just, it was just bit of onion, bit of basil, tomatoes. Did I be checking away, fucking John West? Is this Falkirk cuisine? No, it's just a, it's just a nice wee pasta sauce that I put together. Do you get to your wings? Aye. It's half a jar it. of mayo. You want you want half a jar of mayo. Maybe a bit of sweet corn through it. How do we feel? Aye, sweet, sweet corn, corn absolutely, man. Do the pasta. See now, see pasta salad. I'm not. See, I think that's the devil's work, man. Pasta salad. That's terrible. Like cold pasta with fucking shit through it. It's just the fucking work of the devil, man. So. <laughs> There's a 40 here, by the way, guys, that Rob has sent us a, a picture. What? How can... Listen, it's a fucking podcast. Man. I know, John. I sending fucking you... photos in. What? Rob sent a picture of his stag doing Belfast, and they're all dressed as wrestlers, and there's two mankinds there for some reason. Right, so a guy's driving him for his work and his motor, and he's listening to wrestling daft, right? How's he going to enjoy this picture, all these guys dressed up as wrestlers? Well, you'll have to sign up for the Patreon version so you can see the video version, see the picture. Ha-ha! Patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Give us your money. Here, Billy's grabbed some audio to prove that Noel Gallagher is indeed a mark. So, um, 
we, that he said, do you want to come down and get the kids to meet the wrestlers? I was like, fucking yeah. So uh, we go in this kind of room and uh, one by one they were all kind of coming anyway. In comes Hulk Hogan, right? So, I'm, so Donovan doesn't really, because he's not part of it uh, anymore. You can be honest here. It's fucking you who's into it. Because I know Listen, you. Listen, if you let me finish the fucking story. So... Donovan doesn't really know who he is, and I'm going, oh, look, D-Man, it's fucking Hulk Hogan, and he's, and he's bending down, and he says to Donovan, uh, hey, buddy, <laughs> hey, buddy, you one of my little Hulkamaniacs? And Donovan's going, yes, sir, and I'm like, no way, and he looks at me, and he said, what about you, big guy? <laughs> <laughs> he said, uh, he said are, you, are you one of my Hulkamaniacs? And I went, yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> so, um, that is fucking brilliant. That is the best. That is the best. That's good, isn't it? I like that. <laughs> yeah, Craig, no Gallica loves the wrestling. Craig, Craig reckons he knows why Grado can't get in touch with Blobby after a newspaper revelation. And so we've got here BBC star got stripper pregnant before dumping her via text and making a sign. NDA. <laughs> now, what the bit about this story, however, is the the fact that this BBC star. Now, you boys must be in the know because you both work at the BBC. Apparently, he signed his famous catchphrase across the strippers' breasts. So, if it is Mister Blobby, he signed it Blobby Blobby Blobby. <laughs> but <laughs> so, who is it? Do we don't know who the BBC star I, is? No, I don't know who it is. I thought you boys would have the inside scoop in this. How many BBC stars have a famous catchphrase? Well, this is the thing. Sure. This is the thing. Who could it be? Who could has a catchphrase? It on... would have to be two words, right? If it's signed across a breast, you'd want one word on one breast and one word on another breast. Right, okay. I'm so, to... it would need to be, and the first word would need to be something that rhymes with tits. It'd be like, it's or something. <laughs> Right. Well, let's face the facts, Rab. You have a lot of catch. I just want to rule out you. You're a BBC star who has a lot of catchphrases. It isn't going to be a living or anything like that, right? So we'll rule out you two. So it's not going to be it's yourself or well, eleven. Right now, here's an interesting fact. Right, goat stripper pregnant. Not. I've never. I've never even been to the strippers before. Never. So. Shut up, Grado. <laughs> I'm just going to, I've just pulled it up to see, because you can go into comments of newspapers and you find the gold there. So I'm just, I've in, I'm having a look just now to see who the suspicious people are, but I've, I've typed it into the internet. Grado, you guys must have heard something about this. Come on. Why would we have heard? Does it know like BBC? BBC? No, we're, we're in a fucking group chat, isn't it? We don't actually you, work with the BBC. We're you guys just, must no, be under the microscope as well, because it's just said BBC star, and you guys are stars of the BBC. I wouldn't and you've both got catchphrases. But this looks like a London story, doesn't it? And we right. we wouldn't be considered BBC stars in London, I don't think. You know what I mean? You want to be mere looking at, I think, yeah. Who's got a catchphrase? Like, What's the name of that wee dog that presents? Um, <laughs> CBBC, <laughs> fucking Hacker T-Dog or whatever it's called. <laughs> anyway, if you want to get in touch with us about any of that, I'll just random wrestling-related stuff. Get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Our email is at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Woo! See Harry's, John. Yeah. You are always showing your ass here when it comes to Harry's <laughs> because you talk about them as you go at to me, Rab. You need to do this. You need to talk about the same razor company. But Harry's is more than a razor company, John. 
You're, they're, they're trying to revamp your whole routine for close shaves and flake-free hair or a way to clear healthy skin. Harry is going to help guys like you and me feel good. You know we don't often feel good, John. We usually feel terrible, don't we? Oh, you know? no. Absolutely. No one we're using Harry's. And we're getting all yous out there because we know that if you're listening to this podcast, you probably feel terrible as well. We're getting you the chance to try out the new skincare range for Harry's with a freebie, with a trial set. And in this trial set, you're going to get an expertly engineered weighted handle. That's what they're all about. One five-blade cartridge to try. It's crafted by artisans in a German factory. Not a French factory, not an Italian factory, not an English factory, not a Welsh factory, not a Scottish factory, a German factory. And that means it's got your precision trimmer in there. The the Germans are known for their precision, aren't they? A handy foaming shave gel for effective lubrication. Going to get your face lubed right up before you get that... uh, weighted handle drifting across there uh, you see your foam and shave gel um, is is the thing that we are always talking about me and Grado rave about this shave gel we love it even if I'm not having a shave sometimes I'll just cover myself in a shave gel just because I like the smell and I like the feel if you get a travel blade cover for life's adventures you know what you boys are like sometimes you have to go and get some corned beef for your shop for your ma if you're doing that why no put a cover on your blade and take your take your blade away and get corned beef a shave before you get it back home and you get a free hydrating night lotion as well. You don't want to go to your bed with your skin dry. Because if a vampire comes to suck your neck during the night, it's not going to be wanting to suck a dry neck. It's wanting a nice hydrated neck. So it's a bit of a druth, that vampire. You know how it is. It's uh, you know it's trying to be sober for October. But <laughs> that vampire has got a bit, of, a bit of a hydration issue. Now let me tell you about... Um, this hydrating lotion in mere detail, right? It's going to brighten up tired-looking skin. You know your skin looks tired. It's going to sink in quickly. You know that you don't have the time to wait for something to sink in for ages. No greasy residue. And best of all, if you keep using it, it's going to help your skin maintain its moisture, leaving it looking clear, healthy, and restored. No more will you look knackered. And you can get all this with a trial set, right? Now, that set comes through my door, John. You know, it comes through on the reg. Reminding me, Rap, here's a wee reminder for Harry's how good your stuff is. It's got everything you need in there. I like sometimes to take that wee, see the wee gift set? Aye. I like just taking it and just shoving it in a wee travel bag and forgetting about it. And then I have to yeah. go somewhere, I'm like, my Harry's is in there, I'm sorted. Don't need to worry about anything. But this hydrating night lotion, right? I've tried it. Tried a wee bit. Under the eyes. On my skin. Nora, I'm thinking I'm looking better. People have been saying to me, Rab. Are you having a bit of a better time just now? Are you having a better life? And I'm saying, aye, it's because it's thanks to Harry. It's like, who's Harry? Is that your new boyfriend? It's like, no. Harry's is the name of the company that hydrates my skin. So make sure to support Wrestling Daft and start your own skincare journey by redeeming a free Harry's trial set. All you cover is $3.95 for delivery. That $3.95 is going to get you your stuff. You're not going to get that for out of the shops for $3.95. Not a chance. $3.95 for delivery. Head to harrys.com forward slash wrestling daft. Get your trial set and your free night lotion. And wait till you try this night lotion. Magic delivered to your door. That's harrys.com forward slash wrestling daft. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. Okay, now it's time for a deep dive into the event at the weekend there. We said we were going to do this last week, me and John Grado, just so you know, we want to talk properly about Extreme Rules, WWE Extreme Rules, which happened on Saturday night. Just as well, I noticed on Saturday, it was happening Saturday night. I thought it was Sunday, by the way. Um, but I watched it. Grado, did you see it yourself? I just fast-forwarded it to the end of the thing with for, for Bray Wyatt come out. <laughs> I don't did you know say Bray, Bray Wyatt there? Did Bray, you say? Bray, Bray, Bray Wyatt. The fiend. John, did you watch the whole pay-per-view? I did. I right, did. let's dig into it then, right? We're going to watch. Did you watch it, Rab? Yes, I did. Oh, he's going to. I'm going to have to listen to you talking about it now. You're going to have to. Oh, but you can put in as well because so. Well, first of all, we're going to the first match on the card was for me, John. I don't know if you agree. The best match of the night it was the first match in the card, and it was a uh, the brawling brutes versus a uh, Imperium. I really enjoyed it. I just like boys battering each other, and this was a proper battering. Some really sore spots. See the spot where <laughs> Sheamus. Really <laughs> so, sorry, I'm telling you, some really spots that look really damn sore. It, 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 it did look sore. He did one on a, like a bar. He uh, like put him like I think Walter Gunther as he is now. Put him on a like it's a bar set up at the side gradle, and he like Aye. slammed on it. It's like big wooden bar, and it looked sore. Ooh. Well, all I've got to say about this is it was a it was a great match. I really enjoyed it. Um, Sheamus is just having a a great run, you know. Oh, he's having a ball. He's really amazing at the minute. I loved at the end of the match them all shouting banger after banger after banger after banger. Is <laughs> that radio thing? Because they because they know that Sheamus is on a run, you know, of fucking ah. banger after banger. But the thing is, like, I was reading an article as well. It's like, how often do people get organically over these days? Mm-hmm. Seamus has done that, like, because like, usually it's kind of forced-fed you. Like, to get someone over, you're usually force-fed. But Seamus has just been going out and having brilliant matches and just got so over by a result. He's, he's done it by having great wrestling matches, by um, consistently being you know, maybe the best match on the card or second best match on the card. He's been right up there. He, as he gets older as well, this is the thing. I think he's he's a guy who's kind of aged into his look. Like when he was when he was younger, when he was a young guy, and he had that look. There was a it seemed a wee bit daft. There was a wee bit of a daftness about it that you couldn't quite fully invest in it. 
But now when you look at him and he's matured into his look, it's, you know, he just looks like this is a guy in his prime, you know what I mean? And he's so great, such a nice dude, um, great wrestler, a likeable, popular guy, uh, future Hall of Famer, having banger after banger. And it was a brilliant match. I've got one issue with the match though, John. Right. That wee skinny boy in Imperium has got to go. Hey, <laughs> got to go. Ludwig that, Kaiser. That wee skinny boy Kaiser has got to go because really? he stood out like so firm in that match. You know what I mean? I'm sitting on the couch. My wife was watching it as well, and she, and she was like, God, look at that dead skinny guy in there. He's going to get snapped in half. She didn't actually say that. But, <laughs> you know, she could have said that. You know what I mean? I was saying, look at this fucking guy, man. He doesn't look like he should be in there, Roy Rehm. And, and and they should let Big Walter put his weight on again as well. You know uh, what I, mean? I mean, I can't believe looking at him. I remember when I used to go to Germany and see him and he was a big lumpy boy sit, walking about backstage with his uh, khaki shorts on and his flip-flops smoking fucking smoking fags and hundreds and hundreds of fags and sitting. He was a right... Like, he looked about 45 back then. Now he looks about 19. Aye, I just, I just, there's something about that was my only issue with it was that you look at Brawl and Brooks coming in, right? You looked at them coming in, and then you looked at Imperium, and you thought Imperium don't look like they should be in the same ring as these guys. They look like they'll get, they'll get a doing, you know what I mean? And that's not quite right. You know what I mean? Some of, some of the kind of German guys were funny, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah. I would tell you about the time Tommy End was trying to you know, tell them that he was going to New Japan, but ended up telling everybody. Did I tell you that yeah, one? I told us about it, but oh, tell, I did us that. Again. Oh. tell us again, tell us again, though. I got in the car and we were driving to a show in Germany and went, hey, Grado, uh, you can't tell anyone, but I'm going to New Japan. I was like, all right, I'll not tell Andy. He's like, no, you got a favor, bro. I'm going to New Japan. I was like, all right. <laughs> then this next guy we picked up, hey, buddy, you heard? You can't tell anybody, but I'm going to New Japan. <laughs> And then another guy got in the car. Hey man, you gotta keep this to yourself, but I'm going to Japan. <laughs> and then we got to the venue and all day I saw him pull every cunt I say going, Hey man, you can't tell anyone, but I'm going to New Japan. You know it's the funniest part of this story, the fact you said see some of these German guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's about, Dutch and about the Dutchman Tommy in. <laughs> right, so 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 that, Come on, was here, the, that was the first match in the Kerb. Fantastic. Second match in the Kerb. What was that again, John? Remind me. It was Ronda Rousey defeating Liv Morgan well, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Well, that was a disaster, wasn't it? It wasn't very good. Oh, that was a disaster, Matt. Um, I mean, I still weirdly, I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed watching it. I, I, I like Ronda's unorthodox style in there. I like her tying people up, and I like that finish. The finish was a good visual. Um, she's but, no finish. She's only twenty-eight. <laughs> Classic. Uh, <laughs> so I thought I'd so enjoy it. Uh, it was just it was just scrappy and no right there. They're a mismatch, they two. Yeah. They're a mismatch. I don't think I think Liv's improved like a lot, but I just don't think it's really worked between the two of them. So hopefully I think that's probably the end of that and then they'll they'll move on. I think so, but Liv is still like I feel for Liv a wee bit because she's Obviously, a really strong performer and a really like popular performer. And I think maybe they've just um, she's just maybe not in the right spot. You know what I mean? You don't you don't need to be in that spot. You don't need to be in that spot nowadays 
you just look at the example of Seamus or you look at the example of fucking Sami Zayn or whatever, you know, you can be one of the best things in the show. You don't need to have the belt. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, right, so third match, what was that? Carrying Cross uh, beating Drew in a strap match, which I thought was really messy. It was, I wouldn't say it was oh, messy. No, was it? It was really boring. Mm. It was really boring. No, I don't, I don't love strap matches. Texas Bull Rope match, I'll watch any day of the week. Some of these other old school matches, any day of the week. But a strap match, I always feel it's like, oh, here's the whipping bit, and the whipping bit goes on for ages. And I just I just didn't really enjoy it very much. However, I will say that they, they just are a, they, they're, they're just a star. They've just got a star quality about them carrying cross. And um, Scarlet. Uh, Scarlet, who, John? Scarlet Bordeaux. Can you take Carrying Cross seriously with his hair though, Rap? I can't, like, it's all a mess and all that. And, like, I was better without the, the, the better with his skinhead. And then you watch him wrestle now, and at the end of the match, it's all over the place. His hair, and that just really distracted me from how hard he was. You know, I quite liked his hair, and I'll tell you why I liked it, because it kind of reminded me of the way Kurt Hennig's hair used to go. Right. Um, you know what I mean? His hair used to go, or spring out, or, or, or like that. So, yeah, I mean, it was a bit of a dull match. And it's a shame because I I think the strap got in the way. I think if the two of them were allowed to just have a, a good old fashioned wrestling match, um, it would have worked nicely. But I, you know, that's nothing I'm worrying too much about, to be honest. See, but... see that that thing you're talking about the hair. You, you you've been listening to the Nash podcast, right, Rab? Mm-hmm. You see hear the bit where he's talking about you know you've got these wrestlers going out trying to impress the fans, having these matches and six stars matches and all the rest of it. And I think he was basically saying, I mean. Oh, I had to do. Like when it, he basically said, when 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 fans come up to him, they don't, you know, it's not about the matches. It's stuff like, oh man, I liked you with your blonde hair. <laughs> oh, I see when you had your blonde hair, man. Oh, that was right. cool. Did you hear that bit? He kind of spoke about that. that. Was it was that what he was kind of trying to get the point across? Well, he was talking about how it's like it's not about it's not all about having the matches and having the quality the five star matches. Not a, the tassels didn't decide your trousers, man. They were they were quality. <laughs> yeah, it's about, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's what they you know they've been going about. Um, so what was match four, John? Bianca Belair defeating Bailey uh, in the ladder match. Ah, oh, that was a good match. I enjoyed that match. I'm surprised uh, at I, the I, outcome. I thought they would put Bailey over in that one, but I, I was a wee bit surprised at the outcome. But then, as the match kind of developed, I thought, right, this makes sense. I'm also kind of surprised that obviously they, you know, they won't be done with each other. But I was also surprised that they'd, you know, they'd had the ladder match as the first encounter between them. Felt a bit odd. Uh, I'm also not crazy about ladder matches either. I know people seem to love ladder matches out there, but I, I honestly could count on maybe two fingers how many ladder matches I've loved over the years. Do you know what I mean? Mm. There's a lot of good ones in NXT uh, takeovers. Yeah, yeah, I'm just no. I just I'm just not sure that I love them. You know what I mean? Uh, but you know, it was what it was. And like I said, you know, it was just it, it got to this point in the curve, and I kind of watched it and. And enjoyed it well enough, but I was starting to think this this pay per view is a bit of a stinker. Have you ever done a? You've done a few ladder matches, haven't you? I've done one on live impact. Eh? How? I'd, I'd like how, I'd like to watch that back as I watch a long one. Oh, time. definitely. How how do you? I mean, but how do you go through the spots in it? Is it just the usual spots, and how do you book it? Well, we had we had Al Snow that was the the, the kind of structured it, and uh, we had a few ladders and stuff like that. And, but what you've got to remember, but when I done it, it was like on TV. So it was like, including the entrances, we had like six minutes. 
So you, you what you what you try to do with a ladder match is try to get the you know if it's a ladder match where there's something at the top to go for, then what you need to do is put over because you've got to remember not everybody watching knows all the rules. So it's the first thing you do is make it look that you're trying to climb the ladder. You know the aim of the game is to try and climb the ladder and get what you're going for. So it's try and get that over, and then what you can ever we we bits and bobs that you can add. I, I can't even really remember my match with it, but I'd like to watch it back. I remember doing it and going, wow, that was brilliant. That was probably one of the best matches of the year. I mean, it's hard. Like, when you got a ladder match, you've only got six minutes, so it's like, mm-hmm. how do you... You must... It must be quite hard, do you know what I mean? Because, like you say, you've got to kind of establish the story with it and do all that, and then also get the spots in it as well. I mean, it wasn't much that I can do with it, but... <clears throat> <laughs> oh, I'd done, an, I'd done an electric chair. Done okay. an electric, so so we done we done the spot I'm sure right so he's climbing up right Aye. so Eli Drake's climbing up the, the ladders I'm up behind him I hook my neck underneath his ass balance him on my neck and then done the whole turn backwards run for the ladder and land in the electric chair did you shit yourself no I was buzzing oh what are you adding? best feeling ever live telling it was to win a contract oh. and what but what was annoying about that was. Dave Lagana and the other guy, Matt Conway, the, the, the writers at the time were like, because it was the first night of, it was the first night, oh, I've probably told us a fucking, people must be fed up me to repeating me, man, fucking repeat, okay? It was, it was at the first night that the impact was live, and then there was like four other days with two tapings, so it was basically TV for the next couple of weeks, and I basically said, look, I've got a live show at the Kings, I was doing two nights at the Kings, and I was like, I, I can only do the first night. And they were like, you're fucking kidding. So anyway, I, it was like, say the Tuesday night, right? Tuesday night was a live impact. I was on the Kings on the Thursday. So I had to fucking day the ladder match, go back to the hotel, get a flight back next day to land on Thursday morning and do my Kings show. But I always remember Dave Lagana after the next set of tapings was like, you're off your head for doing that. He says, you had so much steam. It got the highest rated. I've definitely said this before. <laughs> It got the highest rated pop TV segment in the first quarter. It was the highest rated thing on impact. And anyway, like we would have had no option. Like the, the network would have wanted you to go to get like a like a push. You would have been steam you would have been you would have been pushed to the moon. But I was getting paid fucking good money doing this king show, so I chased the chased the dollar. I went back up the road. Oh what could you do? You'd sold the tickets. Ah, exactly, you fucking but go. always what if? Would have been the next night, would I have been challenging for a title? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could have been. Yeah, I could have been. You could have been. I remember the first night, and I was in the X Division match. My first ever match was X Division match. And I tell myself, I was like, I'm going to win the X Division title. I know it. I was like, why would they, Why else would they put me in this match, my debut match? It makes sense. I'm going to be the X Division champion tomorrow night. <laughs> I'll tell our pals. I think they're putting a belt with me tomorrow, man. Well, you know, you watch Canning Cross and Scarlet Birdo, and I'm remembering, <laughs> I'm, remembering, I'm remembering all the segments you did with Scarlet Birdo. It's fucking mental, isn't it? Anyway, enough about me, man. You just keep talking. I'm going to Google stuff. Anyway, right. So, uh, what was the next match, John? Finn Bauer uh, defeated Edge in an I Quit match with obviously all the shenanigans that went on in that as well with the Judgment Day and all that malarkey. Uh, I, I was I, I was just a wee bit I was kind of like I said I was I was in a negative frame of mind going into this match. I liked it. See, as far as I quit, 
match he's got. I liked it, and I like obviously Edge has come back from acting school and all this sort of stuff, so he puts a lot into it, you know. And there was a he lot does. of nice bits with him. It was over long. It was too long. It was the, too long. The finish was cracking. I thought. I thought the finish was great. I, I thought all that shenanigans towards the end had a real attitude era kind of feel. Yeah, I really like this heel Dominic. I really like him. Has he he's not got go sucked. away heat? He's really got go away heat though, hasn't no, he? No, I don't know. He's really he's just got a fucking he's just got a bit of a swagger about him that kind of makes me I don't know. I just there's something about him I like. You know what I mean? He's just a subtly looking kind of like I, I you know, I kind of think judgment day is starting to slowly work. I, I like stuck Rhea... with it and I think it's slowly starting to work. I like Rhea Ripley in the position she's in as the kind of le- almost like the leader of it and almost doing all the stuff. And well, I like the enforcer. She's almost like the enforcer yeah. of the group. They could almost make her put her in a kind of China role. And I think she'll be the first one to do a kind of cross-gender match. And I wonder if that's going to be with Rey Mysterio. I wonder. I wonder. I mean, I could I could see her going over, Ray. You know what I mean? I could see Aye. I could see him going for that as well. And um, yeah, I think it's you know I'm I'm ha- I'm happy to watch this Judgment Day stuff. You know what I mean? Because it's I don't usually like the groups that are kind of like the dark individuals and all that. You know what I mean? The kind of fucking you know that kind of carry on the devil. No, no, the devil send me <laughs> or that part. Unless it's kind of a bit daft and a bit cheesy. And Judgment Day have a bit of that now. They've got a wee bit of the kind of cheesy daftness about them. You know what I mean? And so you know, I'm I'm happy enough, and I really enjoyed the finish. I thought the finish was really good. We, um, with Beth Phoenix there on the ground and all that getting there. I thought all of that worked really well. Right. Um, and then the next match, finally, it was Matt Riddle defeating Seth Rollins with Daniel Cormier as the guest referee. Okay. Well, Seth Rollins again is always brilliant. He's always brilliant. I loved all his RVD taunt and stuff. Ah, it was good. Uh, I think he's just a great watch. I don't think he has a bad match. And it wasn't a bad match, you know what I mean? But I felt like it was the first time I kind of felt that Riddle, they kind of exposed Riddle's greenness a wee bit in that match, a wee bit more than they had done. You could see that he was still a wee bit green, I think. Um, the finish looked sour. Oh, aye. It really did. Um, I quite like that cage, that fight pit thing. I like the platform and all that. And uh, but I just, you know, I just kind of thought Riddle seemed a wee bit exposed there. Uh, but you know, still a lot upside in that guy. Nobody gave a fuck that Daniel Cormier was in there. He didn't do anything. But also, it's like nobody, nobody fucking cares. Like it's time now. It's time now for wrestling to to get with the program and realize that people watch a wrestling. Don't fucking care about UFC. Well, on the whole, the audience that watches the wrestling don't fucking care about UFC. And certainly no, certainly no, I kind of feel like UFC's lost a lot of buzz of late. There's nowhere it was, you know what I mean? I know people could come back to me with numbers saying the viewing figures are bigger than ever or whatever, right? But I just kind of feel like the this they, they, they lack stars now, and I just I just don't think and nobody cared that Cormier was in there. there was no fucking point. And now we can get to the bit, right? Where we can talk about the bit that Grado has seen. Grado. Yeah. Grado. Yeah. Did you enjoy the Wyatt bit? Oh, I can't lie, right? Here's how I felt. When the lights went off, I did get all excited. And I have to say, Rab, I did enjoy it. 
I did enjoy it. I got a buzz and I went, oh, yourself when it come on the screen. I went, on you go, my boy. Aye. I enjoyed it. I, I can't lie, I enjoyed it. I can see why you didn't like it, but I took myself, I mean, either was all that, you know what I mean? But I felt, I must say, the cunts all dressed as pigs and dogs and all that was a bit random. <laughs> and it totally ruined it when they all uploaded the pictures of themselves to Instagram. Fucking all the guys backstage, mocks. all the extras. That, that's pathetic. Which hopefully they're no wreck. Because if, if they're for wrestling school, they should get their ass kicked for that, for sharing it, for doing that. But it makes me think that they probably just got extras. John, what was your take on it? I really liked it. And do you know why I liked it? I, I, they could have drawn that out for weeks. And I, I, I believe that was initially the plan to draw it out for like weeks and have like different characters pop up at different bits. But I like how they just did it right. Fuck it. We're just going to do it all in the one. And I, I thought the visuals were really good. And I liked how they did it. And, you know, are we off air? Are we still on the air? And all that sort of stuff. And then the door appearing and then new mask. And I thought just visually it was great. And the crowd were totally loving it. Here's the. Here's. <laughs> Here's my problem with it, right? I thought it was fucking rotten, right? <laughs> no. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you, and it really concerns me as well. Because my hope, I was hoping for something very different. Here's the problem with Wyatt. Here's why it worked, right? Here's why it <laughs> Here's why Grado liked it. Why, why it you liked it, John, right? Here's why it worked. I want to tell you why it worked, first of all, right? Because Wyatt is a star. He has star quality, right? He has star quality, right? It's got nothing to do with any of this fucking crap, the masks, the fucking costumes, the lore that all the fans are into. That guy has star quality. He had star quality right for the fucking get-go. You know what I mean? Now, the problem with that presentation on that night, I felt, was you've got the big zooms in to the fucking people dressed up in the crowd, right? I just thought that was so fucking juvenile. I don't know what, what it was meant to make you feel maybe just a recognition factor of like, oh, it's definitely white, here's white's character. We'd already heard them singing and all that. I just didn't understand what the point in it was. Mm-hmm. Wyatt then appearing for behind the cheesiest fucking Halloween door with bright lights behind it was brutal, I felt. For a mm-hmm. guy with such a modern approach, that was that I felt was brutal. That was like you know, Undertaker 20 years ago stuff. Uh, the mask that he was wearing is about as poor as the presentation has been for his kind of visual thing, I think. You know what I mean? That kind of, that mask was just no good. Um, the very end, there was just a, there was an issue in the production, the, the, the sinking, it felt like the lantern didn't blow it at the right time or something felt off. It just felt sloppy to me and kind of cheesy and a bit low budget. And it's frustrating because I feel like I feel like in the back at WWE, they don't realize that Wyatt in himself and his physical form as a star I feel sometimes that Wyatt doesn't even realize 
that he himself is a star. He doesn't need the fucking masks and all this presentation bullshit. He doesn't need it. It would have been a million times more effective, I think, if the fucking lights had went out and that singing had started and then it had crashed into the crowd and he was and it was just Wyatt stoning in the crowd. Would have been more effective than all these fucking stupid rubber masks. I know they might be wanting to sell merch. I know it could be all that kind of stuff. But I just to me, I just kind of felt like, please don't bring him back and put us through all this fucking like 99 pence Halloween shop fucking shite again. Let a guy who is... <laughs> he, he's, he's a guy who is one in a million in terms of charisma and they don't just fucking let him be him. You know yeah. what I mean? I just don't fucking get it. I don't get it. Do you think they rushed it then, Rob? They think... made him wrestle under a fucking red light. They made him wrestle under a red light. Fucking Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat couldn't have fucking turned out a match he enjoyed under a fucking red light. They need to fucking strip away all this stuff for him because the guy is about as good on the mic as anybody has ever been in professional wrestling. The guy has got total charisma. The guy is a total star. You know what I mean? You want to see him. You get excited when he turns up. But then they add all this fucking shit on top that just, just gets in the fucking way. And again, he appears, if they're all this carry on, and I'm hoping for some kind of stripped back fucking, you know, exciting, dynamic thing that's going to tell a story, that's going to get you excited about what happens next. And instead, what you got was like a fucking greatest hits of the stuff he's done in the past, which is there's nothing more depressing than somebody playing the hits. Know what I mean? No, I, I, I liked it. <laughs> I just, I don't know, Rob. I think I don't know. I, I just, I think you're being a wee bit. I, I get what you mean. What did you want him to do? I wanted. Would you call him fucking? What was his name? What was it when he wore the trunks? Husky Harris. Husky Harris. Big old titties were it. No, I wanted them to be. But, he, but here's the thing, though. See, when he was Husky Harris, he even had that charisma then. Yeah. He even stood out then. You know what I mean? And I just kind of feel like this guy's career has been... He, he, the, people talk about the fact that he's not had many classic matches. I've spoken about it in the past about how he hasn't had many classic matches. And how how do you manage to build up a body of work of classic matches when you're like, when there's fucking ghosts and you're fucking like doubling backwards like a fucking spider and it's fucking a red light and and, and there's, you know what I mean? All that. Well, how do you do it? When he worked best, and we all fucking know it, always know it, was when he was the head of the Wyatt family and he was fucking cutting the brilliant promos and having fucking bangers of matches with people having bangers of matches with the shield and there was no bullshit there was no fucking crap or bullshit he was a guy an intimidating scary guy who could get into your head why is he why why is he new like a guy that turns up at your door on fucking Halloween looking for a wee fucking mini Mars bar there you go wee man what's your turn this this week oh you, you're gonna you're gonna put a wee red light on you gonna blow your wee lantern out <laughs> Michael Cole not getting a fright because the Fiend's mask was on the commentary desk and I'm like fucking shut up man <laughs> fucking gaze peace I fucking love horror stuff and all that I love all that carry on but there was nothing scary or sinister or anything about that you know what I mean 
Follow the buzzers. Gado, can we play your Wyatt promo that you've done with your daughter out? Because that was very funny. Perry, let's try Bray Wyatt's return. She blah 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 blah. <laughs> Good, that'll work. That'll work. She blah. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. Was you on Raw last night? No, he's going to go on SmackDown. So I'm going to reserve judgment until I see what he does on SmackDown. But I just, I was just so disappointed when I was like, when it was fucking zooming in on that fucking stupid rabbit. Not, I was just like, oh god, a load of fucking developmental fucking wrestlers standing there sweating in a rubber mask. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> me, you know what I mean? I quite liked it, John. Do you like it? I quite liked it as well. I want to see if he comes back with a faction. Like, are these <clears throat> characters going to be wrestlers? Mm. No. Why? No. Why no. would anybody... I've seen people talking about that. Why would anybody want that? Why would anybody want them coming out with a fucking version of modern-day version of the fucking oddities or something? Why would anybody want that? Maybe he's going to lead a faction where it's a guy like with the pig mask on. Why? Why? What, what's the... Where does it go? Where do you go with that? I don't know. Just kind of run riot over the roster. I don't know. You think they're going to fucking have a guy with a fucking rubber pig mask run riot over the roster? <laughs> mm. They might. But what I don't want to happen, he should not be in the main event scene. He shouldn't be going for titles. He should be like the Undertaker. He should just be an event in himself and he should not be involved in any title hunt or anything like that. And the key Why no? Because it's not his character. I don't understand why the Wyatt character, I never understood this with the Fiend, why he was chasing belts and all that. That was never kind of... John. It just looked stupid with a belt on him. John, would you have been more excited if they'd done what they did, right? All that fucking... Ooh, and then... What did they say then? Let me in. Or fucking whatever it is. Yeah. He's, what did, did he say let me in it then? I'm here. I think he did. Uh... He said something, didn't he? And then blew his thing out. I would have been far more excited. And would actually, good? if if... At the end of that fucking Judgment Day match, if the fucking lights had went out, then the music started and came on, and he was sitting there on his rocking chair facing the Judgment Day. Ding, I'd have ding, been more excited at that because then you would have been like, have been cool. "Oh, here we've got a fucking story here." It's like why it's going to come after these, almost like why it going. You think you's a fucking evil and scary and all that? You know what I mean? I would have been into that, but instead, what am I? What am I fucking? Now you've got all these fucking weird fans as well. All these weird fans going, oh. Did you see Liv was smiling when they get beat? I think that means she's going to become the fucking <laughs> the witch Sarah or something. I'm like, you fucking shut up! <laughs> they fucking they fucking totally derailed Alexa Bliss's fucking career. We all this garbage. Alexa Bliss get drawn into the fucking orbit of that fucking dreadful gimmick, and it's fucked up. Alexa Bliss hasn't been the same since. She's no been the fucking same since since she get drawn into the fucking orbit of all that fucking ghost train bullshit. <laughs> ghost the fucking train. driving around in your wee ghost train and fucking Bray Wyatt going like that. <laughs> with your hair. <laughs> That's what it's like. Let this fucking talented fucking charismatic man, big fucking guy, let him fucking in there and fucking smash people about and cut amazing promos. Let him go in there, smash people about, cut amazing promos. Be a fucking weird, creepy, fucking scary guy if he wants, but let him do it. Stop putting masks on him. Stop putting fucking weird lighting on it. Stop putting fucking weird music on it. 
There was magic when he used to come out with the lights doing and all the fucking lights, all the fireflies and all that and that music playing. It was fucking magic. They'd got it right. And then they fucking gilded the lily. The problem was they didn't book him like a fucking monster, which they should have when he was Bray Wyatt as head of the Wyatt family. They should have booked him as somebody you had to worry about. And you're right, John. Should never have been a guy that went for belt. Should have been a guy that just never fucking cared about a belt. Why should Bray Wyatt fucking care about wearing a fucking belt? You know what I mean? Just does does my heat in? Who should we not do? <laughs> Right, okay, so let's do a quick uh, bury and put over then. Um, do you, do you, is there anything you particularly want to put over or bury, guys? Bullet Club coming back. <clears throat> Who? Anderson and Gallus. Oh, you want to put them on? Coming back? I like to do them, nice man. Well, that was, that was a bit of a surprise, wasn't it? Good surprise. Well, well, Lee agrees with you. Lee get in touch and wants to put all the sheer daftness of Carl Anderson turning up on Raw while being a champion in New Japan. Oh, is he really? Yep. And Andy needs to put all the incredible Bray Wyatt return and the pop that came with it. Hopefully this means we can hear more creepy Bray Wyatt vignettes for Rab and Gredo. You day one, Rab. Day one. It's funny. Can't No after that rant. Sorry, Day one next week. Right, okay. David says, putting over Bray Wyatt, hopefully not as the fiend, says David. Collectible arse is putting over the good brothers coming back to WWE. No buries for me this week. The wrestling has been great. And it has been on the whole. Chris wants to put over Bobby Diamond, becoming the first ever openly gay wrestling champion in Northern Ireland after winning the Titanic wrestling title on Sunday. Massive thing to happen for the community and the sport here where things are still so backward politically. Bobby Diamond is a fucking great name for a wrestler. I love that. Bobby I love that Bobby Diamond I'm googling a skeezer Bobby um, Diamond and Chris wants to bury the smelly the inside of the coffin we use for the casket match he refereed at the same show Ewan wants to put her Bray obviously no buries I don't think Lewis wants to put her the Bald Brothers returning unexpected to be this soon and Brock and Lashley getting a feud under Triple H and the Wyatt Six coming to life wants to bury that Doug one in a wrestling match proper garbage too much of a squash what did you see that there? There's a dog, there's a dog with a who they got a trained dog into a wrestling match and they got the wrestler to sell. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to hear Cornette talk about that. Oh, okay, Cornette will be over that. Mm. Cornette will be over that. But aye, and Blashley yeah. and Brock though, that's going to be good, isn't it? Oh, that's going to be good. That's Angela be good. Lansbury has also passed. Oh, it's Angela. Oh, no, Angela Lansbury's passed. Mm-hmm. It's one of those ones where you didn't know if she was still alive or not, though, you know? No, I knew she was still alive. That's sad news. What age? She was to be a fair age. 96. No, I was going to say 96. Were you really? I was going to say. There must be a Murder, She Wrote joke in there somewhere. Is that what she was in, Murder, She Wrote? Aye. Oh, yeah. Angel, that's, that's... Wait! Oh, my God, is that who that's, that is? Aye, oh, Angel. Oh, man, Jolly's got to be raging. Jolly's <laughs> also... My mate, Joe, I need to text joke. So your brother, uh, your brother's, your brother was a big Mother Shiro fan, was he? No, so Jolly, who was me and my brothers, one of our best pals, died in two thousand and eleven, right? Right. However, he fucking loved Angela Lansbury and Mother Shiro. I didn't click on who that was. Wow. Bed knobs and broomsticks as well, obviously. Aye, Jesus. No, I did think she was already dead. I have, I have to say. Aye, aye, I thought she, I thought she had passed a wee while ago, but um, yeah, no, ninety six. Well done, Angel. 
loser. Okay. Um, you know, a very, very significant figure. Uh, a very sad loss. Beauty and the Beast. Mother she wrote. Oh, she was uh, Beauty and the Beast, of course. I forgot that. Sweeney Todd. Um, Scott, Knobs, Broomstick. So much early years. So many significant performances. Very sad loss to the entertainment industry. Stephen wants to put all the Good Brothers returning to Raw last night. Fingers crossed under Triple H will finally get put to proper use. And wants to bury that strap match between Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross was piss poor, he says. Paul wants to put our big return this weekend. Joe Henry returning to Impact and looking like a million bucks at Bound for Glory. Good on you, Joe. Great reaction for him. We're big fans of Joe Henry on this podcast. Also, BT Gun versus Jester and Inverness in the aftermath. Why did they not sign me back? Um, I don't know, mate. I don't know. Um, and Ross is happy. So a lot of people are happy that the Good Brothers are back. So, uh, yeah. So that's, that's interesting. I think it's shaping up nicely for Survivor Series. You just made the list! No, last week, we had a list of wrestling daft that we were going to do about the um, most ex- best extreme matches was the list. And I said, let's not do this. Let's wait for Grado to come back because he's the ECW guy. Um, right. So, Grado, do you have a top three best extreme matches? Oh. Uh, right. I loved... The main event on Cage of Death 4. CCW. Cage, Cage of Death 4 main event was uh, Lobo versus John Zandig. I'm sure it was that anyway. Uh, Cage of Death 4. Also, Cage of Death 5 was brilliant as well. Cage of Death 5 New Jack was in that CCW. All the Cages of Death were fucking amazing. Uh, I mean, I used to be right into that shit, the right hardcore stuff, ultra-violent stuff. Any match for Tournament of Death 2, loved that. There was also a match between Wife Beater on Night, Night, of, Inf- Night of Infamy. Wife Beater, Night of Infamy. There was a wrestler of... called Wife Beater. Aye, and he came out and wrestled in his pair of jeans and he came down to the ring with a big bag of Doritos. <laughs> he was honestly Wife Beater, he was called. That was his name, Wife Beater. That wouldn't fly in 2022. No, it wouldn't. What about any ECW stuff, Grado? What was the kind of... New Jack, Sandman? Uh, I quite liked Sandman's match with Balls Mahoney and the Stairway to Hell match. Uh, oh, I suppose the main event in the first bail, in the bail, Bailey Legal 97, Terry Funk. Who was it again? Terry Funk, Raven, and who was the third guy? Do you remember this? Terry Funk, Raven, and Sabu, maybe? A Sabu would be in the mix for that kind right. of thing, wouldn't he? Okay. Um, aye, loads of ECW matches. I see what the punters are saying. McSauce says Mick Foley versus Orton, one of the best hardcore matches I've ever seen. Uh, Robbie oh, says, What was that? Orton versus Foley? Aye. Oh, that was a great match. The best match is Street Fight Cactus Shat versus Triple H, Royal Rumble 2000. Uh, Robbie you can't says, beat that. Robbie says that Ambrose Asylum between Ambrose and Jericho was fun. Shit. Scott says Cactus and your real Uncle Terry at King of the Death match. Ah, mm-hmm. Hard to beat. Sean says Scotty Swift and Crusher Crabe versus the table at WrestleZone. <laughs> that is funny. Oh, by the way, I'm going to Aberdeen in two weeks' time for WrestleZone. Are you? I'm going to WrestleZone. Yes! Yes! 
Hey, you you, you, you hear a voice note for, one of the, for the promoter? Aye. Hey, it <laughs> oh, Bill. Hey, there's the first one, right? Alright, Manny. Um, could you let me know if you're still needing a hotel or what? And if you are, is it just for you or for the missus in the Burns or the Weens? As you, as you, you guys say. Uh, Alright, let me know. Cheers, Paul. Alright, mate, it's me again. Uh, do you just go like days without checking your phone? <laughs> anyway, can you just let me know about this hotel, mate? Because closer to the date, the more expensive it gets. So, uh, if you could just just give me a quick thumbs up or a thumbs down to let me know um, if you need a hotel or not. Cheers, mate. You see, Bill, you know, it might not have came across as I sat there like Virgil at Comic Con. I am a popular celebrity. So don't play that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit of banter, hopefully, the guy. Let's see this one. So did you get a hotel? No. All right, mate. Uh, just wondering what the plan for tomorrow is. Um, where about you going to be? Any good time for you? Uh, I'm still working from home, so I'm good for whenever. And have you spoke to the boss yet to see if you're wanting a hotel? Just so I can get it booked out the way. Don't just tell the guy if you need a hotel or not. Do you want a hotel or no? Still be spitting. Alright mate, uh, just over four weeks to the show. Um, see you've got a busy month ahead of you. Uh, anyway, for the 29th, do you want me to book you a hotel? <laughs> um, I remember saying to you before, if you wanted to come up with the missus and the kids or whatever, <laughs> you know, a family room or whatever, um, let me know and I'll get some. <laughs> 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 Alright, man, no, I uh, read your last message from me. So, yeah, show is the 29th. Uh, I'll be announcing it on Saturday. Uh, I'll get a wee poster to you and can work out closer out of the day if you want to book a hotel or what <laughs> 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 oh my! Oh, oh, fuck! Sorry, mate. How do you? Um, just a quick question for you. The Northern Hotel is closing for a bit, so I no longer have the venue. What uh, other venues? If I couldn't get the twenty second, <laughs> the week after on the twenty ninth, I just don't hundred percent know which date yet. So if you let me know, like I say, if you're available on the twenty ninth too, and I'll get back to you asap. Cheers, Paul. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm a Saint Paul. I've got a few belts as well. <laughs> um, good, it's got the proper WWF logo as well. I hate the new ones because I'm a total nerd, but yeah, it's got the wrong logo on it. Um, I'm announcing that you're on the show in August anyway. Um, I'll give you a shout close at the time, like I say, if you want me to suck the kids and the missus and you in a hotel, that's near problem. Oh, mate. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, my God. Shit. He's a bit... <laughs> I just say Bill is one of the fucking nicest guys ever. I'm not able to take the piss out of me because I used to tell things, but <laughs> fucking hell. 
Well, tonight, um, I'm, boys, I'm calling it after that. I'm calling it aye, after that because we aye. can't top it. We can't top it. Uh, uh, so how do people see you at WrestleZone? Uh, we... <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake, dude. It's the 29th. Yeah. Oh, oh, fucking... Is it the 29th of this month? It's at the 29th. It's Halloween hijinks, WrestleZone, and we're wrestling at the... Curl... What the fuck is this one there? Hold on. Wait till I see. 29th of October. Don't miss it. WrestleZone returns. Well, it's never went away. But I'm going to be back there. Uh, You've got to see Grado. You've got to... Let's get that sold out now after that because that was a that was a fucking scream. And are you, are you getting a hotel, Grado? I'm just... Uh, I'm not getting a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Right, like, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm calling, it, I'm calling the show there, John, right? Uh, yeah. We're not going to beat that. It's been an absolute pleasure, boys. Good to do a wee deep dive. Uh, now, remember, you've got Grado's... Uh, Big bash. family bash at the week at the weekend there on Saturday. Is it sold out yet, Grado? No, there's still some tickets remaining. So head yourself over to pavilionfeater.co.uk. Kick off at two o'clock Saturday afternoon. Two o'clock Saturday afternoon. You yep. get down there and see uh, see Grado in the in the big family bash. It'll be a tell. Uh, John, have you got anything to promote? I've got nothing to promote at all. I'm off for a week next week and I can't wait. Thanks for listening to Wrestling Daft. Grado. Uh, John, up the road. I shall sell. Get a hotel. Woo! Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.